0: Uh, We'll now have the Bible reading, uh, which comes from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. At the home of Mary and Martha. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Please leave your Bibles open there at Luke chapter 10. Let's pray before we get into God's Word. Father God, we pray that you would help us to uh, put aside all the cares and worries of the past week, all the concerns we have for the coming week. We pray that you would help us to sit in your presence this morning and to hear what your holy Spirit is speaking to us. Well we pray that, um, that we would not leave here this morning as smarter sinners, but that we would be shaped and molded into the likeness of your Son and we pray this in his name. Amen. Well, on paper, Michael Hillis checked out to be a very competent and capable pilot. However, when things went wrong, this 29-year-old pilot had a tendency to get incredibly flustered. For that reason, Hillis had been uh, dismissed from a position in a Cincinnati-based airline. But not too long after that, he uh, managed to get a job with another commercial airline that was willing to let this guy fly. Hillis was at the controls of flight 3379, a twin-engine commercial jet, as it descended down towards the airport in North Carolina. Just two minutes and four miles away from the airport, a light came on in the cockpit. Never a good thing in a plane. Uh, Hillis and his co-pilot had been trained to know what that light meant. So they instantly knew that that light was telling them that one of the engines had failed. And so they quickly set about diagnosing which one of the two engines on this jet had failed. But in doing so, they became so distracted by this light and by diagnosing the fault that they forgot about their main task. They forgot about flying the jet. And so while they were frantically trying to figure out what was wrong, the jet began its descent. When Hillis and his co-pilot realised what was going on, well they acted immediately. But sadly for them, it was too late. The jet crashed into the woods and 15 of the 20 on board, including Hillis and his co-pilot, all died. And as investigators worked their way through the rubble of the crash, they came to an incredibly surprising conclusion. There was nothing at all wrong with either of the engines on this plane and that most likely it was just a faulty warning light. These pilots had been so distracted by this warning light that they had missed what was most important. That shining light had ripped their attention from the thing that needed their their complete uh, concentration. And sadly they didn't realise it until it was too late to do anything about it. Distractions are all around us. We don't need to have a phone make a bing or a bong or some sort of notification sound. We don't need to have a television going on in the background. Because everywhere we are and everything we're doing, there are things that want to distract us. I think I've mentioned before that when I'm in my office, it's never feels so important to clean my bin and clean the desk as when I have a lot of paperwork to do. I'm not exactly an avid gardener. So when I know that there's lots of gardening that needs to be done and the lawn is high, I can always find things that need tinkering with in the shed. Every day we are faced with good and worthwhile things that need to be done at one point or another. But even those good things can easily distract us from what matters most. After all, most of the things that do distract us are good and helpful things. Our daily responsibilities, taking care of our families and aged or sick loved ones. Our work and all the responsibilities of taking care of a house and a yard, our hobbies and our sports, our friendships with others in the community, all of these things are good and helpful, but all of these things can distract us from what matters most. In this morning's passage, Jesus and his disciples are staying in the house of one of Jesus' followers named Martha. And as Jesus speaks to Martha about the things that she's allowed to distract her, Jesus is not only challenging Martha, but all those who follow him to keep our eyes on what matters most. So let's get into it. In verses 38 to 39, Mary sits at Jesus' feet. Now, these, as these verses begin, we're told that they were on their way. They were on their way to Jerusalem. Jesus was ultimately heading towards the cross and so there is a sense of urgency in these verses. Jesus wouldn't be with Mary and Martha for a long period of time. They weren't there for a long stay. It was just a quick stopover on their journey toward the cross. Now graciously, uh, Martha had opened up her home to Jesus and his disciples We're not told if this was just the 12 or if there were more who had come to follow. But either way, Martha clearly had a servant heart as she willingly showed hospitality to Jesus and his companions. Now Martha had a sister named Mary. who, While uh, Jesus was there with them, she sat at Jesus' feet listening intently to everything that he said. Now, we're not told uh, what Jesus said in these verses or how big the crowd was. Some followers may have come to hear the good news of Jesus, and so he may have been telling them that the kingdom of God is near. However, with all of these extra people around, there would have been lots of serving that needed to be done. Mary may have even noticed her sister rushing around, doing various jobs and She may have even felt a little bit guilty about it. But despite all of these distractions and all of the activity that was going on around her while Jesus was there with them, Mary knew that spending time in his presence was what mattered most. And so she continued to ignore those distractions that were all around her and instead sat at Jesus' feet and listened to his every word. In verses 40 to 42, Martha becomes overwhelmed by all the things that need to be done. Now, hospitality is an incredibly important part of Jewish culture. To not show hospitality to your guests is inc- would be incredibly shameful. And Martha had the privilege, the honour of having Jesus and his disciples come and stay in her home. And so, as you'd expect, Martha became very busy making all of the necessary preparations. There are any number of things that could have been taking Martha's attention away from sitting at Jesus' feet and hearing the word. And they were probably all very good and helpful things. She may have been preparing the evening meal. She may have been preparing beds for for Jesus and the disciples to stay. She may have been cleaning up after the meal with all of the mess from all of these people. All of these things would have been a part of what was needed to be done to show good hospitality to her guests. But as Martha rushed around trying to do everything that she needed to get done for her standards of hospitality, we can understand that she would have begun to feel all alone alone as she rushed around in these duties. It's not hard to imagine her grumbling under her breath as she walked past Mary, sitting there relaxed and calm, resting in Jesus' words. And after a while, it all became too much for Martha to hold it in anymore. And so she went to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all of this work By myself? Tell her to help me. Martha seems to have noticed that Jesus approved of how Mary was sitting at his feet and listening to his every word. At the time, Martha believed that she was doing what was most important. All she could see was the to-do lists and all the jobs that she believed needed to be done. And so she felt justified in her own mind about rebuking Jesus for not sending Mary to help. Martha had taken her eyes off Jesus, even with him sitting in her house, even with him sitting right there in front of him, face to face. All of the good and necessary things that needed to be done had distracted her from what matters most. Martha would have reasoned in her own mind, how could she possibly sit down and listen to what Jesus was saying when all of these jobs needed to be done? Martha had no choice but to keep serving. What else could she do? These jobs needed to be done. People had to eat. After all, Jesus had to eat. People needed somewhere to stay and imagine the mess that would have been in that house with all of these people. And I have to say that I've been sympathising with Martha all week. I've been wrestling with how Martha would have felt in this situation. After all, she was only trying to serve Jesus and his disciples. She was trying to honour him with her hospitality and be a good hostess. Seeing Mary sitting there, spending time in the Lord's presence, resting in his words, that's probably exactly what Martha wanted to do as well. And it all just became too much for her to bear. After all, wasn't she doing what was most important right now? Martha had lost sight of what was most important. And so Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now the repetition of Martha's name here shows how graciously and how godly, uh, how, how gentle Jesus was, how loving he was with these words. This wasn't a harsh rebuke, in the same kind of way that she had spoken to him, but a gentle, loving response that showed a level of affection for Martha as a follower of Jesus. We're not told what Martha's reaction was. We don't know if she dropped the tea towel and sat down next to Mary, or if she went off in a huff. It's easy to imagine either. But what we do know is that Jesus had just explained that being in his presence, spending time listening to his word, was more important than the list of things that she felt needed to be done. Martha thought that she was doing the things that mattered most. Martha thought that her sister was shirking her responsibility. While Martha rushed around, distracted by all of the things that she felt needed to be done, Mary was sitting quiet and still in the presence of the Lord. She had chosen not to give up the opportunity to spend time in God's presence. She had chosen to ignore the list of jobs and to rest in God's word. She was willing to allow some things to go undone so that she could do what was most important. Mary had chosen what was better. Now, we, we shouldn't get the impression from this passage that Mary was this incredible woman of God and that Martha wasn't. Both of these women had strong faith in Jesus and we know this because in John 11, Martha is the one who would confess to Jesus that he is the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And then in John 12, we know that Mary is the one who would anoint Jesus' feet with perfume. So this passage isn't teaching us that Mary had a stronger faith than Martha or that Martha was doing something sinful by serving Jesus in this way. But what it is teaching us is that despite all the things that needed to be done, when Mary ignored the to-do list and sat in Jesus' presence... She was choosing to invest in what is better. The trap that Martha got caught up with is the same trap that we all get caught up with on a daily basis. Martha lost sight of Jesus and got caught up in focusing on all the things that need to be done. If we're tired, if we're busy, if we're feeling distracted... What is the first thing that gets cut out of our schedule? Well, it's usually spending time in God's word. It's usually spending time in prayer. And most of all, if we do those things, it'll be a rush job. It's usually sitting in his presence. It's not easy to sit when you know that there is a long list of things that need to be done especially when you know that those things are important. It could be jobs on the farm that are really hard to put off. It could be commitments that we've made, or it could simply be the day-to-day things that we do to care for our families. But This morning's passage is telling us that even though those things do need to be done, sitting in the presence of the Lord is better. I have to say, for a goal-orientated person like myself, I have to acknowledge that those are incredibly hard words to say and they're incredibly hard words to hear. What we are being reminded of this morning is that we need to regularly entrust our list of things that we feel need to be done to the Lord. And sit in his presence and allow his word and his spirit to speak into our lives. Martha, well, Martha had fallen into the trap of believing that she was irreplaceable. She believed that if she stopped listening, she she stopped doing things and sat down and listened to Jesus, then everything would fall apart. She felt like it was all up to her. But as she struggled under the weight of all of those preparations and the things that were distracting her, she lost sight of the sufficiency of Jesus and began serving him in her own strength. And all that did was make her worried and upset about many things. While Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, calm and in resting in Jesus' presence. This morning's passage isn't encouraging us to retreat to some monastery somewhere and to cast off all our physical and practical needs. That isn't what this is saying. This passage isn't teaching that those things are worthless or unimportant. But what it is doing is challenging us to consider our priorities and how we are spending our time so that we sit in God's presence and hear from his word. We, like Martha, often place things that we feel need to be done in front of spending time with Jesus. This passage is calling us to reflect on how often we spend our days without any conversation with God, and without hearing or reading his word. This morning we've all chosen to be here in God's presence. We've all chosen to hear from his word over sleeping in or doing something else, which is wonderful. But what will you do tomorrow or the day after that or the day after that? How will we prioritise our time with the Lord when we are busy, tired or stressed? Or if we just don't feel like it? Because honestly, there is no time when we need to hear from God's word more than when we are busy, tired, or when we just don't feel like it. This morning's passage, we are being reminded to avoid putting the cart before the horse. If we don't prioritise spending time in God's word, in, in his presence, well, we can't effectively serve him. We'll only find ourselves like Martha, serving him out of duty, overwhelmed by all the things that need to be done, and feeling like there isn't enough people helping with our cause. In fact, Jesus is giving us permission. He is giving us permission to let go of some of the things that we think is important so that we just sit and rest in his presence. So we may take the time to sit with him and regularly hear from his word. If we haven't started a, a Bible reading plan for the year, maybe now is the time to do so. And I can show you to a few if you're interested. If you're and not a morning person, and you can't bear the thought of getting up earlier to get into God's word, that's okay. Don't feel any guilt about that. Read God's word at lunchtime or before you go to bed. Spend time just sitting and talking to him. But the challenge is the same for all of us. There are always going to be distractions around all of us. Satan loves it when we spend our days without the thought of God even crossing our mind. But if our desire is to serve Jesus, it can't just be done by the things we do in his name because no one can, eff- can effectively serve the Lord in their own strength. All those who want to serve Jesus must spend time at his feet. It is at his feet that we are reminded of his sacrifice for us, of how he provides for us, how he has all things under his control, and how all that he has done and continues to do for us guarantees our internal inheritance with him. Time with him is far more important far more God-honouring than the good things we do for him in our own strength. And so we, may we be people who prioritise spending time with the Lord, not just quickly flipping through our Bibles, but sitting there in his presence, taking the time to hear what he has to speak into our lives. Let's pray. Father God, we confess that this morning's passage is extraordinarily challenging. There are so many things in our lives that want to rip our attention away from you and it is so hard for many of us to sit still in your presence. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would work in our hearts that you would enable us to put good practices in place that help us with this. Lord, convict our hearts. Help us to sit in your presence, to hear from your word, and to be guided by your Holy Spirit as we serve you for your glory and for your sake, we pray. Amen.